Quiet on the set. Action. Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast. I am your host, Jacob Gulliver, and this is a show produced by Hot Chocolate Media, where we make up a movie really fast for you, based on a random suggestion from the internet. I am joined by three illustrious guests. We have our writer, Ben Lifson, who was the gag supervisor on DreamWorks Trolls. We have our director, Kyle Decker, who was the dance choreographer for the one dance scene in Wonder Woman. (laughs) <laughs> and we have our producer, Eric Lervold, who is the yellow fabric supplier for the Music Man remake. And I just want to make sure uh, people realize gag supervisor doesn't mean I was supervising the jokes. I was literally supervising the people gagging on the sheer shit they were making in that movie. Wow. So I, I, just, I just want to be clear that that... Um, what movie is that from? This sounds fun. Uh, it's Trolls. Trolls? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've worked, that movie. I've worked on a lot of movie. I, I work on this role with a lot of Sony projects. So Yeah. All right. So here is your, your theme for today, gentlemen. The theme of this story is Dark Slice of Life. The main characters are a negative farmer and an opportunistic prince. The start of the story is failure. And the end of the story is engagement. Okay, so this is first going to obviously taking place in the negative universe or the dark world. This is negative farmer. Like dark world, like DC universe? Yeah, well, well, just hold on a sec. So so we're going to start with Camelot, okay? We have um, Prince Arthur. He's not the king yet. And, you know, we have our big battle at the beginning where, you know, Merlin is fighting against uh, Mordred, I think it was. Uh, Mordred. Mordred, yeah. But it, it, it completely fails and they actually get sent to the negative universe, the anti Camelot or Tall Amok. Tall Amok. That's just Camelot spelled backwards. Yeah, exactly. It? Yeah. God damn it. Um, so, That's a good name, too. That's a suck for So um, you have king, Prince Arthur. Uh, he's not king yet. He uh, Pendragon is still the king. Um, you know, we're maybe playing a little with how the lore goes. But, you know, he needs to find an opportunity. I need to get back to Camelot. But, you know what? He realizes, you know what? We have an opportunity here to pr- protect Tall Amok. So uh, he... He has to go down, because he's not the prince here, because they have the negative prince. I um, Arthur spelled backwards doesn't really work, so we'll think of something else. But he meets, you know, a negative farmer, and, you know, he has to learn the ways of how this world works. Because his kingly ways doesn't work anymore. So it's like, you know, Camelot was all about virtue and honor, and this place is all about, you know, it's cowardice and you know, weakness. And so he's sort of a little fish out of water. Could be some fish out of water comedy of, you know, him trying to be noble about these people who are just like, don't give a shit about, you know, and all the rules of, you know, classical lore and hero journey don't work here. A little like um, Last Action Hero you, in that kind of humor you can have. But and how is this? What was the end of the story? Again? Engagement. Oh, yeah. It turns out then that actually in this, the anti-world, it's you know, I'm scratching it. It's not, it's not anti-Arthur. It's the gender swap version of King Arthur, Prince Arthur, or Mordrin, or the evil witch, um, whatever. Yeah, it's the evil witch is now the king. So, from the tales, and the only way to break the curse is actually the union between King Arthur and this, this spelltress, 
spellcaster. So canonically, his aunt. Yes. Um, well, you know what? Cool. Well, you know what? Well, first off, it's a parallel universe, so it's fine. Um, also, people don't know enough about Arthur history to, to know about that. But I believe Mordred was uh, Arthur's uncle in the. Right. Wait, isn't Mordred the son? Well, it's whatever. You know, we're we're, we're you know what the the previous Arthur movie didn't care about this. We don't either. So so yeah. So it's just all about Arthur. He has to overcome the trials of this of this world. He's really trying to bring hope back to this world that's lost all hope. All right. Do you have a title for this film? Yes, the dark side of Excalibur. All right. So Kyle, you've been handed a draft for the script for the dark side of Excalibur. Uh, it's a twisted fairy tale, as it were. Sure, let's go with that. What do you think? Can we make this thing happen? I mean, so... I mean, my background is to take, like, action movies and add a little pretty to them. You know, that's why I was brought into Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot's a gorgeous gal, if you will. But, you know, that dance scene added a little bit of elegance to an otherwise fantastic action movie that took place mostly in the trenches of World War I. Boy, this is uh, challenging. I don't know how audiences are going to get past the whole incest thing. Sure. We're um, not. We're not acknowledging. It's a parallel universe. It's fine. I no. I don't think that's how power, parallel universes work. So we're going to change everyone's names ju- just so there's not. So th- there is going to be a, a reverse Arthur. It's it's Roltra that works. Okay. Roltra, the and he's an evil despot. That uh, is using the people of this uh, reverse Camelot, which is Tolomach. And that, that, pronoun- that sounds rolls yeah. off the better tongue better, Tolomach. So Tolomach, and he's using the people to mine the resources of Tolomach so he can build a interdimensional traveling device so he can take over regular Camelot and multiple other dimensions. Because he's assisted by his aunt, the wizard. Our intern Jeffy informed me that it was in fact the nephew, and I was very wrong. Yeah. Uh, Nagarom, that is Morgan spelled backwards. Right. <laughs> yeah. Since we're just gonna let's let's eat it up, right? Let's just like go full bore with this reverse backwards Camelots thing. Uh, can all the bad guys have goatees? Can we just go that far, or is that too much? I think that's too much. Anyway, so we got that. I want to. I'm going to a lot of special effects. I want to definitely tap into like the. The, the mystical, a lot of great visuals is like CGI, kind of like your Thor Marvel movies, that kind of visual effect, but with bold color palettes, like dark blacks and really, really bright, bright colors, like very almost kaleidoscope, whereas most of the Marvel movies kind of have that flatter palette. This thing's just going to be bold, bold colors, action sets. Yes, we'll use knights and stuff, but they'll be kind of space knights because we're doing interdimensional. We'll kind of modern up. Maybe they'll have some laser swords and jump boots and have some really awesome stuff. I might have the same actor play both versions of Arthur. We're going to have Dom Hall Gleason play both. And then uh, Morgan is going to be played by Amy Adams. She's going to play evil versions of both. So we're going to save tons of money because we're going to have four characters played by two actors. And then we'll just honestly get a bunch of, like... We'll, we'll, we'll borrow what they did with Wonder Woman and like all the extras and stuff will be men and women from like CrossFit and athletes so I want everyone in this movie to be super fit and ripped I just want this to be like a CrossFit person's wet dream it's like every person is wearing like armor with like bare midriffs showing up their abs and fighting with their rocket boots and everything so it's just going to be this visual spectacle with sexy people and only two actors who can act alright so Eric you've got a draft and a treatment for 
the dark side of Excalibur. That oh. title still sucks, but yeah. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And you've got some decent names attached. What do you think? Is this something that you can make? Yeah. Well, since we're doing like something like the dark side of Excalibur, could we call it like the sword in the pumpernickel bagel or something like that? Is this I, why are we getting bagels out of this? I don't know. We can call this is, this is, this is, this is a, like an action extravaganza. That yeah, makes yeah, it yeah, sound yeah, like yeah. a parody. I don't think it should be. It could be like the sword in the void or the, the, the stones, the stones that break the sword or something like that. <laughs> Or a sword breaker. That would be a cool name. <laughs> yeah. I like, I, like I like the idea of the CrossFit thing. I mean, it's like using CrossFit people as... No, no, yeah, actors. yeah. That's all. But what I'm thinking of making, like, some money out of this, could we, like... You know how, like, uh, CrossFit people, like, lift, like, tires and stuff like that? Yeah, they'll be fighting with swords and rocket boots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one. Yeah. People like watching sexy people on camera. It's a proven moneymaker. True. But I was thinking of calling like Lifetime Fitness and seeing if we can find a way to like make a tie-in between the movie. Uh, Product the, the, placement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> and, and pulling out swords. As, how, um, how does that make us money? <laughs> I don't know. Like, like just go like, imagine like you have the movie, right? Like you have Bali's Total Fitness. To like uh, come and, and try our new exercise, pull the sword from a from the from the the darkness of that rock or something. Sure, we can do a promotion with all the gyms in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I don't. How does that go into the movie though? I don't know. Maybe like the castle is a giant gym, and they have to like every all the knights have to sign like year leases into the, to being a knight. Something like that. I don't know. But we have to find some way to make some money out of this thing. Besides, you know, beautiful people, you know. Like, um, oh, and then we can call. We can get uh, in touch with like Rugal's bagels. What? What's with your bagel kick? <laughs> I don't. I don't, know I don't why. think CrossFit people eat carbs at all. Like I think we're 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 dying. Like we're there's two forces opposing each other. You have your fitness kick, and then you're wanting to give them carbs. I think, I think originally he was going for the dark side, so he went for a pumpernickel bagel. As yeah, yeah, because they're dark. Bagel. Well, the thing is that uh, the pumpernickel bagel is the most hardcore of all bagels, because <laughs> pumpernickel actually means the devil's fart. So it's like dark and I, I, well, is that it, true or did you? No, no, it? for real. It's uh, Nicole. It's based on Nick, the, the, the name of the devil, and Pumper. It's you know something dark. So <laughs> the devil's fart, basically. All right. So, do you have a budget for this film? <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred and twenty million dollars. All right. So Ben, <laughs> Ben, you've been handed uh, an incredible amount of money thanks to some tie-in promotions from. Every fitness corporation in America. What do you think? Where do you and take Brewers Bagels. Where do you take the story from here and so, how do you work those um, in? So getting Brewers Bagels and all these fitness gyms um, <laughs> into the setting we're trying to do is a little tricky. So what I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I've just written an extra like two minute scene where you see these you know these bros working out and um, then they decide to go get some bagels afterwards. And the, they start talking about Arthurian, uh, Arthurian legend, and it's like, man, you know, I feel so strong. And you know who else was strong? King Arthur. And it's like, hey, man, you think you know the story of King Arthur? I know a real s- story. Like this weird old guy comes out, and then the twist at the end. The twist being at the end, then it turns out it was Merlin because Merlin was there, and Merlin, you know, experiences all time. 
So, oh, nice, nice, nice. So it's like Merlin's telling the story, and we get all our product placement in the first, like, three minutes. Uh, the same with the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, where they get all their product placement in the one scene on Earth. That's kind of what we're doing, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's actually good. So, yeah. And I also think we should probably get Merlin a little bit more screen time, too. Um, you know, because, you know, you have a cool wizard. And especially since we have a bigger budget, we have now the budget to do all these kind of weird magic effects. Though the problem is also, you know, Merlin is kind of, since he's so strong, we don't want him to solve all the problems right away. So what I'm going to do is, everyone knows in the myth, uh, Merlin got trapped in a tree in Camelot. So the idea being that in the reverse, because uh, Merlin didn't get transported to the alternate dimension, but in this dimension, negative Merlin, who is still called Merlin because Merlin actually shares consciousnesses with all his doppelgangers, is still trapped in his tree. So there's sort of a subplot where Arthur needs to free Merlin uh, in order to get the help he needs for the final battle. So And that'll be give a reason why then Merlin won't show up. He shows up at the very first battle while it's still in Camelot. And at the very end, Merlin gets freed at the end to do the final climactic battle. I'm going to rename, or I'm going to add a couple more references to some of the things who are just given generic names. Um, I'm going to have Tolkanal. That's Lancelot backwards. He's got to be in there. But I've been having a lot of trouble because I want Negative Arthur to have a evil Excalibur. But every attempt I've made to spell that backwards sounds really silly because uh, Rub Illaxi doesn't sound intimidating. So, and I've tried, so I think I'm just going to call it, you know, it's not reference, but it's, you know, they never say the name, but it's clearly Excalibur. And there's a scene where they clash each other and it's like, no other blade can resist the power of Excalibur. And then Negative Arthur is like, no other blade can resist my blade either or something. Yeah, just a little fan service there. Weren't they like laser swords? Oh, right. Okay, so it's going to be called the X-Blade. <laughs> All right. Mm. So, Kyle, you've got some more details in your script. You have an enormous amount of money. What do you think? What what happens from here on out? So, I have a big stack of product placement requirements in a script that's all over the fucking place. So, I'm going to take my cast. I'm basically going to throw out the script uh, because I can't do anything with this. This whole trying to do reverse names of everything, it's throwing out. Since we want to root it in the real world to have all this product placement, our two worlds... Our, our current modern-day Earth mm. and an ultra dimension that is basically Camelot, but it's more like space Camelot. It's more a, a mystical, you know, kind of Jack Kirby-esque, you know, version mm-hmm. of Camelot. Where science it's fantasy. science fantasy Camelot. And our main character, still played by Donald Gleason, is named Artie, <laughs> and he just works the front counter of a big, you know, Gold's Gym or whatever, you know, and he's wanting to be buff and everything. And Merlin has come to this world because Space Camelot, we're just going to call it Camelot, is in trouble. And he there's rumored to be one who is connected somehow to both worlds and turns out to be Artie. But since this movie's kind of cheesy and everything, we're going to embrace that. People love nostalgia sells right now. Nostalgia is huge. So... Because we're embracing fitness and muscle and badass, you know who's the god to those people? Mm. And you know who is a great classic nostalgia-ridden action movie star who is known for his fitness? The governator himself, Arnold Schwarzenegger, is going to play Merlin. <clears throat> like, hardcore. And he's going to be, you know, he's going to come up, Arty, Arty, I need you to come to Space Camelot with me. Aboard my dimension-traveling dragon. Is he still going to have a beard? 
yeah, we'll totally, we'll have Arnold grow a beard and everything. We'll even have a sign where he wears, like, these rib muscle shirt wizard robes. And the pointy hat. Yeah, the whole nine yards, except it'll be a metal helmet pointy hat. And so Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to play Merlin. Don Hall Gleason's going to stay as Artie, who becomes Art. Well, my name's actually Arthur, but my mom calls me Artie, so do my friends. He's just going to be kind of a wet blanket. But then through the power of, like, exercise, right, and we're going to have... We're gonna do a bunch of filming before Dom Hall Gleason gets buff, and then we're gonna have Dom Hall Gleason go like on the extreme mega, you know, put on tons of weight, like the Chris Pratt Guardians of the Galaxy diet, and get just totally buff. And then at the end, he's like through the power of working out and everything, and he's gonna have his army of CrossFit Knights of the Round Table fighting Morgan and her evil things and everything. It's just gonna be a big action set piece. With lots of cheesy jokes, a few one-liners from Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dom Hall Gleason playing the uh, the wet blanket, Amy Adams playing a great villain, and it's just going to be spectacle and everything like that. We're just going to confuse people with backwards names. Let's just Space Camelot Earth, and the whole core of it is the more fit you are, the more badass you are, and you'll save the world. And that's the message of the movie. And I'm probably going to film this movie under my pseudonym, uh, Hanky McFinkelstein, just in case it goes to shit, I don't want my actual name attached to this. Alright, so Eric, you've got some serious revisions to the script. You get a lot more detail. You've got the freaking governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because we got the money with that budget. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I really like it. I actually, I actually seriously like it. And, and it's actually seriously plausible. Like in our lifetime, something like this could definitely happen. Well, it is happening. Well, yeah, yeah, it definitely, it definitely happened. But if we don't make it, someone else will make it. And that's the important part. So, we have the governor. Is there any chance that we could get like Jean Claude Van Damme? We could. He could. Yeah. We could. We could have JCVD play like the head champion Morgan. He can be like the main villain. Yeah, because and, we, and we'll we'll just have him do like the splits and look menacing, but not actually deliver any lines because that would be detrimental to the film. Okay, okay, we'll okay, just have okay. him looking badass doing JCVD physical things yeah. without actually having to act. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. So what we have, I think that in his contract, he's going to need something to say. I think that if he says something like, I don't know. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Could we do something like the King's speech, but for Jean-Claude Van Damme? No. Oh, please, no. <laughs> Where he learns. That's it. That's his arch. Where I don't Merlin, think you can teach him how to speak like a human. She's got the arch. No, he's just a villain. Hey, bad don't, guy. don't, don't argue with the producer. I, I'm trying. To, it's. I had a vision. I had a vision too. His vision was terrible. <laughs> His vision was excellent, and your vision is excellent too. But I think what what if what if what if he just has one line, okay. and when the knights are on table, led by Arnold and Dom Hall Gleeson, well, are charging the evil lords. The, the, the JCVD just looks at Amy Adams and goes, We will bathe in their blood tonight, my queen. And that's all he says, but it's a completely badass line. Oh, we'll okay, sell okay, it okay. to his agent. It's like, you only get one line. Okay. But it'll be the tagline and the trailer. It'll be it'll be the thing that people make gifts of online. It'll be okay. it'll be your swan song, JCVD. Oh, that sounds great. That sounds great. I, I, I like it. Is there any way that... Um, we can let him kill dudes with the splits. He can, like, do the splits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, like, knives come out of the bottom of his boots. We'll let him do the splits. Oh, or he, like, I think he has the splits for combat copyrighted. Can we so have, we'll let him do that. Can he have, like, a cut paste that is, like, spike cut paste? 
And when he does the split, he hits people with the cut piece. Like, we, you know, I'll film a few shots of that, and we'll see if the editor likes it. I think I think it would be, it would be interesting to have that. All right. So, one last question: Can there be a puppy? People like pup. Why do we need a puppy? A pug. A pug just running around. Because kids, dude, kids. I mean, we have... If we're going to kill people with, with the freaking codpiece knife blades, yeah. I don't think this movie should be sold to kids. Well, the, hey, people are going to bring their kids. Why are they going to do? Pay the, the, the babysitter? No, All right, puppies. guys. I gotta plug right, sorry, my new pseudonym is Harry Bath. It's a more realistic name. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm gonna, and I'm definitely that's who's directing this film, Harry Bath. Okay. Not Kyle Decker. <clears throat> sure. So I have to plug this thing into the movie machine just to confirm the, mm-hmm. the title of this movie is still The Dark Side of Excalibur. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So I have plugged all the details into the movie machine, which mm-hmm. is going to sound like two Excaliburs hitting against each other with epic music behind it. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, this movie is it's it's kind of in the vein of like you know a Transformers base, but it doesn't make as much money. Like it comes out like shortly after the Transformers Last Night does, and it's like oh okay, so it's like another trend thing. There's some decent action. People go and see it after you know the first couple of weekends, just like it's completely wiped from the collective psyche of humanity. So you guys make about you know half your money back. It's not really memorable. It's not like the shittiest movie that came out this year, so it's not you know totally disliked. If the Transformer movies can make four hundred million, there's no way ours does not break even with JCVD and the Governor. Don't argue with your budget was one hundred and twenty million dollars, Kyle. Yeah, so are Transformers movies. Are we gonna get any money from the from the Belgian market? You get a small amount of money from the Belgian market. Yes. So, All 200,000 yeah. people who live in Belgium. <laughs> so as always with the movie machine, you have a few minutes where you can try and sneak in last-minute changes or use time travel magic to go back and rewrite your previous decisions. So I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, what? What are you That's the last nice budget is $217 million. Yeah. It's already made its money back in one weekend. Yeah. But you're not attached to a big-name franchise. Well, we do have... Bally's Total Fitness. Bally Total Fitness is probably not worth $270 million. Um, So we're going to go start with our writer, Ben. You have a couple minutes to take a look back and see if there's anything you would change. So I believe I wrote a very interesting story. Obviously, other people did not see that. So first off, I am also going to be credited as Harry Bath, just to make sure everyone knows that the story was this guy's fault. I am pointing across the table to a certain somebody. Also, considering King Arthur and Arthurian lore is public domain, I'm going to workshop my script to other <coughs> studios. I'm going to. T- I'm in talks with Sony. They've been known to take lots of things as long as it has a name attached to it. I'm also going to talk to Universal to see if King Arthur in some way is related to their dark universe thing, assuming it's still alive. And yeah, and the rest of uh, the other thing is, you know, because I do feel like I probably won't get the same opportunity with the budget that I could have gotten here with this script, I'm going to spend the rest of my life just spiting a certain someone who I'm looking at right now and, you know, um, follow him for the next 20 years, maybe, slowly plotting some sort of (coughs) spiteful revenge. You know, thinking of sort of ironic things that could happen to him somehow related to uh, the film. I haven't, you know, I'm going to workshop it. 
a little bit. And yeah, you know, after he's completely forgotten who I am, that's when I'm going to strike. All right. Some chilling words there from Ben. Kyle, what do you think? Anything you would change? I'm honestly boggled how something tied so much into nostalgia can't even make a budget back. Where Transformers the only people 5... Nostal- the only people nostalgic to King Arthur are dead. No, but there's nostalgic to JCVD and Arnold Schwarzenegger, two of the biggest action stars of the 80s and 90s. That that alone should net us $150 million in box office. And like I said, if a Transformers movie can have a $217 million budget, we're... Yeah, but that story made sense. Really? Transformers 5? Yeah. You've, you've seen it. You know, that one's also about Merlin... Right. Being helped by Transformers. Exactly. To defeat the Saxons. Right. And then we go back to modern day where all Transformers are illegal and there's an underground Transformers movie and Optimus Prime has to find... What, does it, does it blow up last night? Yeah. I'm so glad I didn't watch it. And then Optimus Prime <laughs> founds their, their, like, the home planet of the of the Transformers and finds there's a woman who's trying to pilot it but can't because uh-huh. Merlin stole her staff. And he has to get Merlin's staff back to fly the freaking Transformers space station back right. to Earth. That made more sense. Because King because Ar- Merlin wasn't played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, he was played by a baseless CGI thing that looked like nothing because the camera never focused on them because... Now I have to watch this movie. <laughs> so, okay. Schwarzenegger has presence. He, he was able to get elected to the largest state in the country based solely on his repertoire of mediocre action films. And if he can't sell our mediocre action film that has sexy people in it, then there's no hope in America. Because they'd rather see CGI robots than sexy people with CGI armor. What's wrong with it? Like, I, I give up on this world. Like, there's no point in saving it. It should all just blow up and go to hell. All right. Some dark <laughs> Did words. I fix anything? Some, <laughs> some dark words from your co-conspirators there, Eric. I, what do you think? Is there anything you would change? I would like to change my name, but not do Harry Bath. His cousin, Teddy Bath. Okay. <laughs> Second, I'm going to grab all the money that I have. Well, I'm going to go, uh, that, that I made, because I'm the producer, so I made a shit ton of money anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to convince the studio to make <sighs> Little Miss Sunshine 2, The Brick House. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's com- oh, oh, I know how we can save all our asses. We just make this executive producer Rodney Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. And, uh, and uh, it's my pseudonym, Kyle. I know. That's we're gonna throw you under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> this. How do you save yourself? Hurt someone else. To understand this reference, see episode fill in blank here. <laughs> it's been used a few times. Yeah. <laughs> For movies that happen exactly like this. <laughs> I wanna. Um, uh, I'm gonna spend years talking about this this movie. As, okay. You know. I don't know. I have nothing else, man. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. So since none of you changed anything, nothing has changed. <laughs> JCVD is still like the the only good thing to like come out of this. Movie. Oh wait, 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 wait! I still have some time, right? Yeah. Can we put instead a pug and we have like a bunch of pugs like at the end? Yeah. And a bunch of puppies. They just running around, like a hundred, like hundred and one Dalmatians, but with pugs just running around. This is like people are gonna love this shit. Just at the end of the movie, just a yeah. bunch of pugs yeah, yeah, in the yeah, field. Yeah, yeah. Of they battle. save a bunch of pugs. They save the pugs. That's what Merlin is there for. It's saving the pugs. Because the forehead of the pug spells like an M, and it's all of them share the, all of them share the power of Merlin. 
And the Pogs saved the, the day, along with Schwarzenegger, and then, uh, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme joins the fight. Yeah, so the the only good thing that comes out of this movie is that Jean-Claude Van Damme talks publicly about it and says that he enjoyed it doing the movie, but that is about all that you get out of, out of this. It still doesn't quite make its money back. It's just not popular enough to do that, um, and it largely fades from the public's consciousness. Peter, does Peter like it? Um, or, or, Sarah, or Sarah McLachlan. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin likes this movie. Yes. All right, I'm out of here. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. And he, he's he's gone. All, all right, so there you have it, folks. The dark side of Excalibur. And as always, we will leave you with a quote of wisdom from our patron saint, Guy Fieri. <laughs> this is tough cabbage with an attitude. Goodbye, everyone. I honestly find it hard to